What is up, everybody? Hollywood Cole here again with Clearfire for another exciting episode of the H&K Video Game Experience. What is up, Clearfire? What's going on, man? What we're going to do today is uh, mainly going to talk about some of the valuable NES games. Okay, and I'll get back in a little bit more detail about that, but uh, that's going to be our primary topic for today. Uh, but before we get in there, we're going to uh, do a little bit about what's in the news and uh, latest game news. And sorry that we've been so, uh, we've been a little bit late with this podcast. I've been sick. First, it was Clearfire being sick, then me. And I still got a linger in my throat. I don't know if you guys can hear it or not. But uh, I'm going to do my best to keep the uh, coughing and sneezing to a minimum and uh, and to get this uh, podcast out there. We wanted to get this out there for you guys. And I thought this would be a really good one to do it. It's one of my, uh, one of, a really good subject to do. It's one of my uh, favorite things to talk about and check on. And I'll be honest, there's a lot of surprises when I was looking up these uh, lists in the, in the most current prices and uh, whatnot for these NES games. We're doing NES only today, so we're not going to get an SNES or anything like that, but just the NES. And uh, hopefully you guys have some of these off in your attic somewhere if you're not uh, been deep into the collecting scene. And maybe you can get some money there. Contact me on Twitter and give me a th- first offer to, uh, to buy them because I probably will because uh, I love to collect them. So, anyway, man, uh, you got anything you want to share with the world before we get into the news? Uh, before we get into the news, I mean, not a whole lot other than, you know, finally not coughing, hacking, and sneezing all, you know, every five seconds, so that's been great. Other than that, nothing much else has been going on, just trying to get myself well so I can actually record a podcast. Well, by the way, I just reminded this about Osvaldo Navarez. The uh, winner of the SNES Mini Contest, and we forgot to post that on Facebook, which we will. I'll do that after this, or at some point this week. Um, so I mail, I, I contacted him on Twitter. He, you know, I find, it's like this guy's not going to respond. He probably thinks it's a scam or something. He finally responded with his uh, name and address, or just his address only. Didn't, just, just his address. Didn't even say. I was like, hey, this is Hollywood Cole with, you know, and I gave him the whole rundown. That's what we're doing. Congratulations. He just responded with just his address. So I took it to the um, post office. The wrong zip code was on there. So I was like, okay, this guy's like just trying to throw me something. He's not really into it or he thinks it's a, a scam or something. So I contacted him again and said, hey, dude, is this your correct zip code or whatever? He said, oh, yeah, that's it. I was like, dude, what, you know, what happened? Why'd you give me the wrong one? He's like, well, I got confused with my old apartment. All right, cool. So I sent that off Uh to him, he received it, and he was gracious enough uh, to respond back. You know, just say thanks or whatever. He really appreciates it. He's going to enjoy it with his kids and all that, which is awesome. I'm glad he's going to. And so he said he didn't even remember entering the contest, which kind of sucks. But um, anyway, I posted. I sent him you know links to the web, here's what we do and here's our web page, here's our podcast, and he's just like thanks. <laughs> he's just like whatever, man. He just wanted to to, to do that just in a passing, I think. But man, that is just crazy. I think he just had the one vote, dude. That's all he had. Yeah. I'd, How many times have you heard that story? You don't hear the story. Hey, I just threw in a one ticket for this raffle and got something. Usually that's people what throw in multiple tickets to raffles to get Yeah, it, but you so. hear that, that story of that guy that put the one ticket in, you know, that won the lottery or whatever. He was definitely the guy that put the one ticket in. He definitely put yeah. one ticket in and won it. So, guys, when we do another contest, it doesn't matter if you enter once or ten times. you got to enter. You got no, to. The more times you enter, the more well, yeah, uh, you get. chance you got. But we're going to do a little bit different. We're learning a lot here. We're just kind of starting this thing off. We're learning on how to do contests and everything. So we want to reward our listeners. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm glad Osvaldo got that and, and, that, and whatnot. But we really want to re- reward the people that have been listening and loyal to the podcast. So the next one we do will somehow make it to where it's basically uh, only a, if you're, you have to listen to win. Okay. Uh, so. Speaking of such, <laughs> I guess I'll just go ahead and drop it now that we're talking about contest. I always tell you that I'm going to drop a contest. Here's the contest for you. Here's the contest for you. And the winner gets a free game. All right. The last one, you know, I, we, will, we will post on Facebook when somebody has claimed this reward. So if you have not heard it being claimed on Facebook or on another podcast, then it's still out there. Okay. So here it is. Here's the question. All you have to do is follow me on Twitter. And leave me a message on Twitter, Hollywood Cole, H-O-L-L-I-W-O-O-D-K-O-L-E, Hollywood Cole. I'm on Instagram too. Okay, follow me on one of those and then, and then send me a message for to the answer to this question. 
you know, I'm a big collector. I got PlayStation, Nintendo products, Xbox, and I have one Sega Genesis game. All I have is one. If you can name that game, send me the name of that game on Twitter or Instagram, and I will send you a video game of your choice, uh, PlayStation or Xbox One, whatever. Nothing retro, nothing old school. It's going to cost a lot. Just something I can buy new off Amazon and send to you. No limited editions, but that's all you have to do. Follow me and send me that message, and it's yours. That's an awesome, hey, guys. That's awesome, dude. It's easy. It's it's easy. He's mentioned it in a previous podcast. I will. I think I've mentioned it in a couple of them. He's mentioned it in previous podcasts. So if you don't know off the top of your head, you can go back and listen and get the answer really easy. Dude, yeah, that's what there. I should have said. I have all mentioned this several a couple couple times. All you have to do, all you have to do, is go back and I know it right now. I know it by heart which one it is. But all you have to do is go back, listen to the podcast. Respond to Hollywood. Let him know on a on a secret message. You got to follow too. You got to well, follow too. Yeah, We're trying you gotta, to get followers. Yeah, you got to be following. I mean that 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 that's a given. I you guess gotta you got to follow anyway. Just to, okay. Yeah. So how does Twitter work? You can't just follow so, me and then so, so send what, me a what's going to happen is is if he follows you, you have to follow him back to be able to send messages. Or she. I'm sorry. You can guys. comment on my. You can just comment on. You can my, comment it, but if you comment it, the thing is, is everybody's going to see it. I would. Well, I that's would fine. Think, they were the first one to get it. It's just one person. <laughs> First person to get it gets yeah. it. All right. So, so here's the thing. Let's just. I'm gonna. I would. I would say. I, I would say do private message because then that way they have to follow you to do that. Yeah. You do a private message. They have to follow you. It'll be like that. Or they. Well, can I'm do gonna a look private, and see if they leave they, me a message. They have to follow me to to get. Or they it. can. Or they could do it to the H and K uh, Twitter because then we're getting the followers on the on the Twitter as well. So. Okay. So here's the deal. Follow me. Or the H&K Video Game Experience on Twitter, which I'll have it in the description of this podcast. Or on an Instagram. Send a message or a comment with the name of the game and say it's for the H&K Contest Episode 21. Hollywood Cole's favorite and only game on Sega Genesis is blank. And you shall be the winner. So just do that. I want to send it out. Somebody do that. I'll be happy to uh, send it out to you. I really will. That's that's all you have to do. Um, and like I said, we're going to keep dropping these. Uh, we already got another one in the works. I just like we like doing it. Okay, so uh, keep listening and uh, keep winning. You can win more than once. If you're the only listener, you're going to win. If you're the only one that acts on these things, you're going to win every time. All right, cool, man. So what is in the news today? So the first little bit of news, which we've kind of mentioned it already, was we just started an Instagram for H&K. So go out there, go follow us on Instagram for H&K. You're actually going to see different content on the Instagram than what you do on the Facebook and the Twitter. Going to keep it a little different there. We, we're we're going to throw some new stuff out there on that. We want to keep it fresh. That way you have a reason to go watch it, go check it out. Um, also as well... You're probably going to see some screenshots of our gameplay on there as well. I really want to start putting some of our gameplay up that uh, me and Hollywood do when we're playing Monster Hunter World or whatever other game that we can grab while we're playing it. So check it out. You know, follow us. It's uh, the link is in the pinned post on the uh, front of the Facebook page. I put the I, I just put the Instagram link in there today, so you can go up there and go follow us. We've already got quite a good many followers jumping on us now, so jump on. We've already po- already have five or six posts up there now. Um, there's one really funny post that I love that I thought it was hilarious. It's of the eagle flying upside down. If you saw that one, Hollywood. Yeah, I thought that was good. That's inverted, pretty funny. Inter- inverted gamer. Yeah, so it's really funny if you if you play if you play inverted and you hand a controller off to somebody else, you're going to get a good laugh out of that post. Go check it out. Go get you a good laugh. So I'm gonna post funny things on there a lot, just to you know, just to try to change it up a little bit because you, usually on Facebook it's more newsy kind of stuff. Well, I want to have something we have a little bit of some funny stuff that you can just get a good laugh out of. So if you want to get some laughs or whatever, some funny random things, some other little random stuff, check us out on Instagram. My other big thing, my this is my big piece of news is is PlayStation Three. Uh, if you saw it on the Facebook post, I put it on our Facebook page because it was quite to me it was quite important. Is asking I was asking people, have you bought a PlayStation Three? If you bought the old school fat edition, the very first one, the shiny top one, that's the only one that I know that you can get this. 
they are giving a $65 um, up to, I think it's up to even up to 85 for some uh, dollar. Uh, you get that back from a class action lawsuit that happened because for some reason, Sony blocked you from being able to put another OS. They called it other OS on the system. Is basically they blocked you from being able to do a Linux, partition out your hard drive and do a Linux. Well, that's kind of illegal. And so they got hit with a class action lawsuit, and now you can go get money. So go check out the post on uh, on our Facebook page. Look at it. See if you see if you qualify for it. I mean, it's only got a month left, and not many people are uh, doing it. So go back there. I mean, it's it's sixty five to eighty five bucks, and that means you can get you a new game for PS four. Go do it. You know, go 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 do it. Go check it out. And two, that helps us as players to be protected from misguidings of you know Sony of Microsoft of other companies trying to stop us from doing what we should be able to do with what we pay for with our technology so definitely go check that out if you fit if you if you fit the bill for being able to get that refund through that class action lawsuit get it it's it's free 65 to 85 bucks put it in your pocket go buy you a new game so you can play some new games that are out um, another tidbit of news is, is it looks like that they are going to start doing Assassin's Creed more often. And the next one's going to be focused around, I think it was Greece, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I don't have the post right here in front of me, but I think it was Greece and it looks like it's going to come out in 2019. So they're looking at a possibility of releasing a new Assassin's Creed every two years on a different cycle. And listeners out there, how do you feel about that? I really want to ask you that because, you know, Assassin's it's Creed... going to yeah, suck I, even worse. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Assassin's Creed Origins, what was, you know, I really like the game. I, I've played some of it. I haven't played it all the way through. I'm going to go back and finish it before the end of the year. And... I've really liked it a lot, and it's a really interesting game. I mean, I've talked about it several times that I spent my first four hours in the game riding on a camel shooting other animals, you know, with my bow and arrow. So it's one of those games that I feel like you can get lost in doing those random little things like that, or you can dive straight into the story. It's actually got a pretty good story to it from from what I've played so far. So, you know, go check that out, see if that's something you like. And if you, you know, if you've got feelings on some of this stuff, hit us up on our Facebook page or our Twitter, whatever, you know, talk, talk to us and tell us about how you feel about some of those things. Because those things do matter. And hopefully we're able to get that to other people so they can actually have their opinions heard. You know, that, that's important to me, too, is to make sure that the game game makers are hearing us. And I think for an Assassin's Creed game coming out to every two years, that might that might water down the, the content for that game. And I don't, I don't think that's a good cycle for any game that's trying to be a franchise. So, how do you feel about that, Hollywood? Um, I'm not a I'm not an Assassin's Creed fan. There's a lot of people that are, and um, you know, I just I, I've tried to play the one uh, the Black Flag. I, I played the original one. I just couldn't get into it, and I played Black Flag. Flag, and again, I just couldn't get into it. You know, like I said, I know there's a lot of people that like that game, but I think yeah, I don't know how often they come out now, but it does seem to. If you're a big fan of it, it could cheapen the. Uh, it's like the Star Wars. You know, they come out every year now. It kind of cheapens the Star Wars experience. I still love every minute of it. Don't get me wrong, but um, you know, you used to wait two, three years to pick up the other end of the story. But you know, there's pros and cons to it. But as far as just Assassin's Creed in its own, I mean, I, I really could care less if it's going to come out two years or not, just because I don't play them. That's all. Yeah. Um, another another bit of news too that um, I posted uh, last week was uh, the top uh, the top selling games on P uh, the top selling PS4 games on PSN for February twenty eighth and I only want to mention the top one because it's one we're playing and it's no surprise because they they sold seven point five million copies in their first few weeks of going in and that's uh, Monster Hunter World and it's it's sitting up there pretty good, and I don't think it's going to come down anytime soon. I hear a lot of people still wanting to go out and buy it that haven't bought it yet. So that's just a one yeah. little bit there. And then two, another thing that I want to point out is is this week is uh, Monster Hunter World's first content drop. They're going to have a DLC with Devil Jeho. I think I'm saying that right. I'm not sure, but 
I call him the death pickle because that's what he looks like is a pickle with teeth and just look he looks vicious and I've heard from uh, veterans that have played other editions of it that he was in he's he's a nasty guy to fight so you know we're, we're looking at you know looking at having that and then also too they when they drop this they're setting the stage for more content to come out as well so um stay tuned to listen to that. I'm going to make sure I try to keep up to date as possible on that since that's the big game right now. Uh, supposedly there's going to be a big content drop in April for it. That's actually possibly going to have a new zone. So I need to, I'm, I'm going to keep my ear to the ground about that and try to keep up with that. Um, let's see. What else did I say? Uh, two, two more quick tidbits of news. First, it looks like EA is revamping the progression system for battlefront two. So basically, they're pulling everything out of the uh, the microtransactions, like the uh, upgrades to the cards, upgrades to the characters, everything like that, and making it to where now it is strictly XP-based. And the only thing in their microtransactions are cosmetic. It's something they should have done at the beginning. I have a feeling it's a little too late for the game. I think the game is going to... Yeah, I'm afraid so. I forgot that I even own the game. It's a digital copy. Yeah, I think the game is going to take a death kneel because of it. But, you know, at least they realized their mistake and tried to do something about it. Because with Battlefront 1, they didn't do anything about their mistakes there. And it was just a terrible game. So hopefully they've learned from their mistakes. And if they make another one, they're going to do it right from the beginning. Not have everything so heavy microtransactions. And maybe that'll... You know, maybe that'll come around, but I don't hold out hope for anything that has EA's name attached to it. They just they're they're out for the money. Well, the main thing with that is that the the people spoke, and uh, we're not going to gain as gamers not going to accept that type of uh, monetization of your game. It's not a, you know we're playing sixty dollars for a game and it's a cell phone game. You know, yeah. a free cell phone game we just kind of accept it. And plus, when you play a cell phone game, you're not expecting too much of an in-depth experience. You just want something to entertain you for a few seconds while you're waiting at, in, at the bus stop or something. I don't know. In the hospital or doctor's office or whatever. Who knows? Anywhere. So you're not really getting that in-depth. But anyway, you try to do that in a main game, a big game, and uh, the console game, and it's just not going to fly. So now all these other developers hopefully take note and publishers take note that uh, we won't accept that. So don't even try it. And yeah. make let us have value for our sixty dollars, and we will come back. Just look at Monster Hunter World thus far. You know, no microtransactions, and it's Capcom. You know, and Capcom has always put out a good product. They're always, uh, you know, reliable. They've been out forever. Some of the games on my NES collectible list I'm going to talk about are Capcom. So they've yeah. been around for a long time, and they're going to stay around if they keep doing what they're doing. Well. With that, though, too, is you can't say there's no microtransactions in uh, Monster Hunter World. They're just not very easy to find. You have to go through the PSN, dig them up to do them, because you can buy um, different little dances and stuff, because you know we do have victory dances in there, but not many people use it. So it's not like it's generating them any big revenue, and they're well, not pushing for it. So. Okay, let me, let me, that's, that's the first time I've heard about this, so that's a good thing that brings up my point. They do not disrupt the game that I've paid sixty dollars for. for exactly. One, okay, that's one, and to pull me out of my game so they can try to sell me something in the real world. Okay, so they don't do that. You got to go around the system to find it. Cool. They can get make extra money off that. I have no problem with them making extra money. Um, I hope they're making money with it. Two, it's not game breaking. As you said, it's just basically cosmetic, or it's a new dance mm-hmm. or a new emote or whatever the case you know and that's good form they they, they can do that and make money with it that's fine it's outside of the game you gotta go to psn then you gotta look for it the people or people that want it they know where to look for it so i didn't even notice it i didn't even know they were in there yeah so well, I, like, I, like, I like it like that because like you said it's so unintrusive so, so yeah. unobtrusive it's not smack dab in your face you don't have a vendor in game to go to to get this stuff you don't have to go get special coins in game to go buy this stuff you just go to the psn store pay cold hard cash get your emotes whatever they sell because like i don't even know all what they sell i think it's mainly just emotes right now i do know that um with the new update you get a um free 
change your character voucher, they are going to sell those later. So you can go, if you decide you want to change your character, you can buy them. I'm not into changing my character. I spent, heck, two hours on trying to create my character. I don't need to change my character. But you can create three anyway. Right? I mean, exactly. of course, you gotta you got to then level them up and everything. So it's a little bit of a grind, but all right. Well, I got a so, couple of news things first. Well, let me add one more thing. One last thing. Okay. This is my favorite. This is uh, this is one of my things. This is one of my things I'm geeky about. The new Avengers trailer dropped. Go check it out on our Facebook page. It looks awesome. I will be seeing it on release night. Just go when, check it when's out. When's release night? Uh, release night is April 26th. So they're doing their quote unquote. I, me, me and my buddies at work we joke about this because they do midnight showings now at 7 p.m. So, quote unquote, midnight showing night is April 26th. The actual drop date is April 27th. And they're doing a worldwide release of this one. So, go check it out. Looks awesome. If you need something to hold you over until then, you can also look at Ready Player One coming out, I believe, March 29th. Uh, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's either the 26th or 29th. And uh, I read the book there. The coaches mentioned it on there. And wow, that's going to be. I, I don't know how good the movie is. It looks pretty cool. Um, the book was excellent, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'll definitely see that. Even my wife, I told her what it was about, and she wants to see it. And she does not like video games, of course, but uh, I told her about the book. She liked it, so we're going to check that out at the end of the month. Um, March twenty March March twenty ninth is when it comes out. Just to clarify that for everybody. Cool. So, Final Fantasy VII remake. Some uh, so everybody's kind of if you're kind of in the know, you kind of know this that they're actually putting out job applications, job announcements for uh, the uh, Final Fantasy development team. So, and core developers too. Like we need people to develop, develop new uh, stages, help us develop, you know, characters or whatever, you know, that type of stuff. So that, doesn't, that leads me to believe they're not very far into the game. Three years ago, it was announced that they're going to do that. In 2015, three years ago, it was announced and we're still nowhere uh, nowhere from that with a couple of screenshots out and, but no, uh, really, you know, concrete evidence that we're getting anywhere with that game. Okay. So we don't know how long that's going to be. It could be another 10 years for all we know, but they're saying the graphics are good, but we need to make them better for the next generate for this generation or whatever. So of, of gamers, not the systems, but uh, for this generation of gamers, we want them to look perfect. Okay, so the only the only kind of silver lining, I guess not a silver lining, but some light in the tunnel. CyberConnect Two was who they were originally partnered with, uh, another uh, developer that made the Dot Hack games, and they had recently parted ways. I say recently, about a year ago, uh, said, "Yeah, we're going to just do it on our own." So maybe they're just trying to replace those people. Uh, because they just found out, hey, this is not really going to work out. So we're just trying to replace those people to get the ball rolling again. So that's what I'm hoping happened. Uh, I think we're all hoping that. But uh, who knows? We'll just have to wait and see. Okay. I just wanted to cut cover that real quick. And then one more thing about Anthem. So if you guys know EA uh, doing Anthem, which is another Destiny slack kind of Destiny clone to some degree. Destiny, uh, you know, you've heard, if you listen to this at all, you've, you've heard our uh, little rants about that. It's kind of the same thing happening. We're seeing writers quitting. Um, who was the other? Developers quitting. Who was the other guys? I know the writer quit twice. Animator. Animators quitting. A lot of developers are quitting uh, Bioware. So, um, hmm, not really boding well. Uh, I'm certainly going to have to wait on that one when it releases and see how that actually turns out. And I mean, give it a solid wait. I actually waited on Destiny 2. And I actually enjoyed the first one, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah. I will not be buying that buying Anthem on day one. Yeah, certainly not. But uh, we want to see how that one is. Maybe they'll pull won't pull a bungee and, and wait a week after release before they let anybody review it. That's some shady stuff right there, man. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, well, cool. You got anything else to the news? Or you want to jump into these uh, games? No, I'm good. Okay. If you have been a collector for a while a lot of these na- games are going to be on your list okay you're going to kind of know these are rare so we got the uh games that are going for two three hundred dollars um the, i got a couple games for 70 bucks you know 50 dollars and i'm going to kind of name some super ultra rare games that are you know thousands that are super rare uh some of them weren't even released so just so you guys will be aware of that uh doubtful you'll have some maybe you do you may find them at a flea market or something. 
and you can pick them up there and you'll at least have some knowledge um, about that. And then I'm going to kind of go over some common games that everybody has and kind of just give you some values of what they are. Uh, this is by no means an all-inclusive list, okay? And this does not, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to say this. This is not, uh, this should not keep you from doing any research on your own because I don't want you guys to say, oh, he's talking about a Flintstones game and uh, th that's, you know, $700 and I see this one for $40 and pick it up and then it turns out it's the other Flintstones game that's not worth so much just like I did as an example. I've done the exact same thing. I bought a box Flintstones for 40 bucks, thinking it was worth hundreds and it was a different one because I didn't do my research. We've talked about that on the collection. Yeah. And so, yeah, real quick to add to that, guys. Look, I trust Hollywood and a lot of, and everything he says about about collecting video games. He's been doing it longer than I have and everything. But like he said, always do your own research. You know, he's extremely knowledgeable and all of that. But still, do your own research to back it up as well. Because like he said, you could end up finding the wrong thing and not realize it. Also, too, I mean, I collect pops. I know my stuff about pops, but still... What I tell you about that is still research behind what I say because it might not be what you're looking for, and then also too you might find some research that says otherwise. And we're, we're, we're we talk to you from our experiences as well. So just have add that little disclaimer in there for you too, just to make sure always do your own research as well. You know, back it up. Make sure you have all the knowledge you can when you go in to do collecting. So these games are going to be unless otherwise specified loose carts. So that just means it's just the NES game itself. You'll hear different terminology, complete, which means it's in the box with the book and all the other little handouts that came with it. A lot of people will say complete, which including me, I still consider a game complete to some degree uh, with the book and box and the game in there with the sleeve. But hardcores are like, no, that's not complete. Some of them have a poster in there. They'll know, they'll know what it came with, you know, poster, a warranty, a little Nintendo fan club flyer, you know, stuff like that. All right. New and sealed is, is just what it says. It's never been opened. But most of these are loose, okay? And or all of them are, the price. And I was surprised. Some of them went up in value. Some of them went down from when I was a more of a hardcore collector. And one of them I could have made 300% my money if I would have bought it when I had the chance. And I wish I would have. Uh, we'll talk about that. So, all right, well, let's get into some of these games. You're going to see a, a big theme here, and this is what we've kind of talked about again on the collection. Most of these games came out in uh, 91, 92, maybe 93. Well, the Nintendo, Super Nintendo, excuse me, came out in August 1991, limited release, and then a worldwide release, September 91. So everybody's focused on that and not the NES. So these games were not being bought up. That's what makes them rare. That's what makes them valuable. And some of them are very good games. I've played a few of them. And uh, so they're really fun. That also adds to the value. You'll, you'll recognize that. So that kind of leads you into a little bit more of the collecting part of the podcast, but uh, or the collecting podcast. But I think we mentioned it. If we didn't, we'll mention it now. Kind of look at these. The Wii U. I mean, it's a dead console now. Switch is out. Everybody's focusing on that. Look for new Wii U games. Besides Dance Dance 2018 or 2019, <laughs> that's still coming out for the Wii, I believe. <laughs> you know, so those are not going to be, unless somebody's trying to get an ultimate in uh, a Wii collection or complete Wii collection later on. I mean, I don't know, but you know what I'm saying. Towards the end of the lifestyle, towards the end of the uh, the GameCube, for example, the uh, Twilight Princess came out for GameCube. Zelda, uh, that's worth a lot of money because you can play it with a controller. Now they got an HD version on the Wii U. You can play it with a Wii gamepad, Wii U gamepad, and not have to do the motion controls. So may have made the price go down a little bit, but it's still a rare game because they had it released on the uh, Wii as well at the same time. Okay, <clears throat> so this is not going to be a game review either or a hidden gem. So we're going to do that later. We actually, well, we may do that later. We're going to see how that translates over uh, to a podcast. Usually when people do hidden gem videos, they'll do actual gameplay. and It's going to be hard to kind of describe every single game here. Uh, but we may do like a top 10 hidden gems or a five or something like that. I don't know. We may. We'll see. But this we're not going to go into the games is all I'm trying to say. I'm just going to kind of give you guys a little bit of information about it and the price. And so clear, just jump in whenever, man, if you have a comment about the game. Because I don't know how fast this is going to go. But the first one, and the prices are all over. So if you have the game, came out in 1991, Gun Knack. It's a shooter, space shooter for the NES Gun Knack, right? 
$200 loose. That's pretty substantial for a cart. Usually yeah, going for about five dollars. I was gonna say, yeah, that's a, that's pretty good good money there. Like like that just kind of I've heard of the game Gunnack, and then just hearing two hundred dollars for that, and it's like I've loose. just vaguely heard of it. It's like yep. wow, that's some money there. Yep, loose nineteen ninety one. Okay, another thing you're going to hear a lot about is Taito or Taito T A I T O. If you see a Taito game, buy it. Is probably going to be worth a lot. They almost all, a lot of these on here are Taito, including this one, Blade Power Blade ninety one. Okay, Power Blade. They're saying this one's going to go up in value. It's uh, kind of like a Strider type of game, I believe. Uh, it's only forty dollars. It came out in ninety one. It's only forty dollars now. They're saying they're thinking it's going to go up. We don't know. It's an excellent game, but it's Taito. So, uh, 91's kind of late. Uh, I don't know the exact month, but uh, it's right there when the SNES was coming out. All right, 92, though, Power Blade Part 2 came out. Now you're looking at 380 to $400 for a Power Blade oh, wow. Part 2. Uh, again, Taito. All right, here's a weird one for you. Princess Tomato in the Salad Kingdom. Princess Tomato in the Salad Kingdom. Very weird game. Uh, Hudson Soft, that's the people that made um, Adventure Island, came out 91 again, 90 to $100. So let me ask you this, because you just mentioned this a few times, and I hate to go back and jump over the game, but I didn't want to interrupt you. Taito, what do you mean when you say Taito? Is that that's a, a game publisher, developer? Like yeah. So it's a, it's a developer, okay. Developer or publisher, but it's like Capcom and Konami. So it's another Capcom, okay. It's just once. I've never heard... I ne- I know I've played. I probably played a game from them before. I just never. Yeah, you've played. You've played some of these games. Uh, probably. Let me find. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll get into it. But uh, yeah, you played one. <laughs> Everybody's played at least one of these. I'll talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, yeah. So that's it's a T A I T O. So if you see that on the uh game somewhere, that's going to be expensive. That's going to be a good one. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Princess Tomato in the Salad Kingdom. Uh, they've released that on Virtual Console. I'm not real sure what it is. It's just kind of weird. Even the name, you can kind of tell. I wonder why it didn't sell good. <laughs> you know. All right, then another one. Remember that? Uh, you know, everybody remembers Indiana Jones, but they had a show come out called The Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Yes, really, love series. that show. Well, they had a game for it too. It came out in '92 by Jalico. That's who did Bases Loaded. <laughs> remember that sports? Yeah, I remember Bases Jaleco. Loaded. That was Bases Loaded was fun. I remember playing Bases Loaded uh, at uh, where was I at? I was at the Neshoba County Fair playing it in one of the, one of the <laughs> Spaces cabins loaded. up there. So um, yeah, Jalico. So they they did a weird thing with her. Uh, well, before I get into that, so the game Young Indian Jones Chronicles. That's fifty dollars. Okay, so fifty bucks uh, for that came out in ninety two. Uh, the $50 and $45 is just going to be kind of the lower end of these. Okay, most of these are uh, 100 200 These are the relative, not not super rare, but just uh, common ones. Okay, um, Jalico, yeah, you know how they did the uh, the, the front of the, the little sticker on the, um, the game sticker would have whatever game's title base is loaded, but then on the top, the end label would say Jalico on it. It wouldn't have the, mm-hmm. so all of them would say Jalico. <laughs> so you just kind of like, okay, do I, do I file this under Jalico or do I file, file it under bases loaded? Uh, but anyway, Young Indiana, the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, 50 bucks. All right, Dragon Fighter. This is the one that I had a chance to buy for 100 bucks. And I had a good deal on that because my sources were saying it was $140. I was going to buy it from a retailer, as a matter of fact, for $100. And I would have got 10% off, so I got 90 bucks, And now it's worth two to $300. I think I remember you telling me about, you know, you were about to buy that game and you decided not to. Yeah, and I should have. Uh, I was just like, I'm not going to play it, but uh, Dragon Fighter. I didn't, you, know, you know, that's a lot for a game. You don't really think it's going to continue to go up, but it did. And I wonder if you still got it. Go by there. I almost went by there today. It's a little retro shop I got when I leave work. But that came out in 1990, so that's a little bit... Um, you know, that's not too deep into the, uh, I mean, you got still about a year or two before the SNES is released. So that's just a rare one. I don't know why. All right. Another one. Uh, this one actually was Activision. Um, Swordmaster came out in 1990, $150 to $200. Wow. And another one, Cowboy Kid came out in 91, 200 to $300. I remember so that game. Cowboy Kid had an awesome uh, label and a box cover. <laughs> 
Yeah, it looked cool. <clears throat> it's a. Uh, it looks like um, kind of a. It looks like a brawler, but I guess he's she. I've never played it, but he's running around. It's got hearts on the bottom of it, like Zelda, like on each. You know, I don't even know how to explain. It. Just, you can just type these in, look at the images, or look them up on YouTube if you want to see some gameplay footage. But Cowboy Kid had the cover is looks like a Burt Reynolds, a drawing of Burt Reynolds with a stash and everything for the cowboy. And then there's an Indian beside him too. And it just looks cool. I think a poster for Cowboy Kid sold for hundreds of dollars, five hundred bucks or something. Just a poster because it's just that cool. So another Taito game, ninety two. Uh, Kickmaster, that looks pretty fun. Kickmaster, yeah. anything Taito is going to be fun, but that's about seventy bucks. So I just pulled up the Cowboy Kid thing just to look at it because I vaguely remember it, and I think I did play it at one time. And just looking at this, dude, this is crazy how much these games are going for. I know, man. Like a new copy, like if you bought it in the, you know, if you had a new copy of Cowboy Kid. $676. Oh, that's got to be more than that. This is what it, this is what it's saying. This is three sales per what year. What are you looking at? Price charting? This is, uh, yeah, price charting. Yeah, look at eBay. Uh, this is how you do it. Go to eBay. It's how, this is how I'm getting my prices, by the way. I'm going to eBay, and then eBay I'll put ha- it. E- eBay has it for the new price is $1,000, what somebody uh, selling it for that or this, this is what uh this is what price charting has a link to it for for nine ninety nine ninety nine I'm fixing to click on see it yeah I see I see the factory so that's somebody's asking for one for advanced uh for yeah. oh, excuse me for one for suit so but I go to complete I go to uh, type it in search then I go to, to advanced completed listings and then search again and so then you can scroll through like there's a complete inbox cowboy kid for three hundred. And forty six dollars and ninety six cents that was sold in auction. All right, another one four hundred and ten dollars. So you kind of get an idea. There's a loose cart two sixty nine ninety five. Like I said, two hundred and three hundred dollars. Another loose cart two ten. And and this also depends on the condition of your cart. You go into your shed and find a box of NES games that's got spider eggs and all this and dust and rust all over the chips in the bottom. It ain't gonna be worth three hundred dollars. Um, somebody's not going to want to play that in their NES for one, uh, labels torn and, and just, you know, you got coffee stains on it or something, not going to be worth as much, a great, a good condition copy, no tears in the label, no writing on the card or anything. There's actually ways you can get that off, but the labels and stickers, you know, and it sucks that like the blockbuster stickers that they put on these things made it very difficult, uh, to get those stickers off, but there's ways to do it. Um, some people will actually open up their game uh, for uh, eBay and show you the pin chips inside to show you that it's authentic because uh, there are fakes. I mean, there's a lot of fakes out there. Uh, when I get to the ultra-rare games, there's, there's definitely some fakes, and you'll see them on there. Okay, so another one, an old cartoon that came out when we were kids, probably uh, 90, uh, Bucky O'Hare. That's you remember that cartoon, Bucky O'Hare? It's a rabbit space like Star Fox type thing. Both cartoons. Now that you say what it what it is, I think I remember it. Uh, but well, it's it goes for ninety to hundred bucks. But uh, yeah, Bucky O'Hare. I just remember the cartoon a little. Bit. I don't know how long that cartoon lasted, but uh, it's okay. This one was actually I remember the next one here, forty five bucks. Jalico uh, came out in ninety one, and I remember Video Visions going there. I think I remember getting this game because all the Super Nintendo games were uh, rented out. And I just had to get uh, get this game. It's called Shatter Hands. And Shatter Hands was so much fun, but I was like, oh, man, this is a Nintendo game. It's not as cool. I can't really. I've been having fun playing it, though. You know, it's just so weird. I remember actually sitting down and playing it and having fun playing it, but I didn't want to be having fun playing it because it was an old game, you know. I mean, we were up to 16-bit at this point, or when I rented it. I remember the, the, the feeling of depression going to Video Visions or Rogers Reynolds and not being able to come back with a Super Nintendo game. <laughs> come out smelling like cigarette smoke. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, Shatterhands, you're just running around. It's like a 2D platformer, and he just throws punches, man. The animation is so cool, and it's just so much fun to hit stuff. I remember that game very well. That, that I've only played it that one time. That's how much I remember it. That was back in, you know... 92 or something or whatever the, the math in public that'll be was that 
uh, eight plus seven, 18 now, 26 years ago or something. Wow. That's when it came out 26 years ago. Okay. So let's get into this ultra rare real quick. Um, one, everybody's going to know if you're a collector at all. Little Samson, another Taito. And this is doing nothing but go up in value. Now we're talking ultra rare here. Okay. So if you got one of these, you got, uh, some gold on your hands. Uh, if you got little Samson, it's from 1992. You're looking at 800 to a thousand dollars. Oh my gosh! If you got a box or something, man, with it, shoot, man, forget about it. Okay, 800 thousand dollars. Little Samson, it's going up. I remember when it was like 300 bucks. All right, here's the Flintstone game wow. we're talking about. The Flintstone, uh, Flintstones, the surprise at Dinosaur Peak. Okay, it's the same one as the other one, and I have the other one. I should have got it down, but um. That came out three years after the NES, so you're talking about ninety-four. All right, seven hundred dollars. Okay, uh, seven hundred dollars for that one. And now we're starting to get into some crazy ones that are not really. Some of these are special editions, like the uh, Cheetah Man Two. No, that one's so rare that I mean, it goes for about thousand bucks. It was not even released; it's broken. Okay. Wow. And they found a box in a warehouse with Cheetah Man two cartridges in it, so that somebody started <laughs> somebody started pawning them off. That's crazy. All right, these other two games are kind of adult themed, so you couldn't just buy them on your shelf. You had to kind of send off forms while they're so rare. Bubble Bath Babes and Peekaboo Poker they're about a thousand dollars each. Yeah, Peekaboo Poker is a thousand three hundred bucks. Oh my gosh. Bubble Bath Babes eight hundred to a thousand. I don't know. I don't know the whole premise there, but I'm sure you can use your imagination. And uh, there's a lot of fakes for those, so just watch out. I this one is. You, I I tell you what's up with those games. Dirty old men. That's what's up with those games. Yeah. So this one used to. This is a weird thing. Caltron six and one. There's two games. Caltron six and one, and I think they got bought by Myriad six and one. Uh, but the Caltron six and one used to be like nine hundred dollars. Now I think it's down to like a hundred to two hundred dollars. So I don't know what happened there. But if that's still a rare game, I would, I would, if you have it, I wouldn't go put it on uh, eBay for 200 bucks. I'd maybe do a little bit of research and try to figure out why maybe there's a rare version or not. I don't know. But, uh, the Myriad, uh, is a thousand dollars. So if you got that, the, uh, another one that is, this is, I mean, people collect these. There's, there's a ton of these that are just, you know, like the competition carts and this kind of stuff. So that weren't actual for retail release. So you really have to kind of, just find a needle in a haystack. I mean, this needle in a haystack would be a lot easier to find than finding a Nintendo World Championships cart. But that's what I'm going to talk about now. Nintendo World Championships cart. They had the Nintendo World Championships. I believe it's Mario, Rad Racer, and uh, maybe Psych Bike. I don't know what the third game is. I think I want to say Psych Bike. Can you look that up? Yeah. What was the name? Just Ninten- Nintendo World Championships. And what games is on there? There's a gray cart. That's what happened when you won the Nintendo World Championships. They gave out gray. But Nintendo uh, gray carts, competition carts, they gave the actual competition carts to the winners. And the, the gold cart, there's 26 gold carts. That was a send-in raffle, basically, by Nintendo Power. They selected the winners and sent them a gold version, and those are rarer, more rare. They're going to go for, I mean, $30,000, something like that. It's ridiculous. Three customized mini-games based on... Upon the popular games, Super Mario Brothers, Rad Racer, and Tetris. Tetris, okay. Not Excite Bite. So Tetris. And they were timed. That um, You're not going to go to eBay and find those, but I think the last one, I know like Pathy and ES Punk has one. And it just kind of point of fact, he was on Pawn Stars one time, like he was going to pawn off his, uh, his world championship cart. So this is an article from February 5th of 2014. Nintendo World Championship ships cartridge sells for 100k on eBay. Yeah. So Pathy NES Punk, he owns a Nintendo World Championship gold cart and it's about $30,000 at the time and he took it to Pawn Stars and uh acted like he was going to sell that cart. Uh, to Corey, and they were going to offer him 15000 Like, I knew off the bat he wasn't going to make a deal because he ain't going to pawn off his Nintendo World Championships gold card. He has enough clout in the game, the, the uh, video game, game, collection game, to just sell that for at least 
uh, market value. There's no way that he would pawn that off. So that's made you kind of question the whole Pawn Stars thing. And maybe everybody else already knew at the time. This was years ago that it's fake, but that right there solidified it, which I still watch it. I like the show, but just so you guys know, when I saw him walk in with that, I knew right away, like, okay, they called him up or somebody how got in contact with him and said, Hey, come sell this game so we can talk about it. But anyway, so yeah, you saying a hundred grand. I mean, it's ridiculous. That's probably the rarest. That's the Holy grail of Nintendo game collection that people don't consider that even a, I wouldn't consider that one as a, um, complete, uh, complete, uh, collection. I think there's 800 something games. Uh, on the NES, because uh, it wasn't even an official release. But this one was an official release, and it's one of the most expensive ones that's an official release. Only 200 copies sold, and that's, of course, Stadium Events. It goes for $41,000 new if you find it sealed. Somebody found one at Goodwill and sold it on eBay for 40 or 30 something thousand. So loose is going to be about 18,000, or new 18,000, something like that. Five, uh, no, so what am I? What am I looking at here? Forty-one thousand. Uh, let me see. Yeah, it's, those are hard to find. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a lot. Okay, sorry, I don't know. I think loose is about five thousand, eighteen to five thousand. Uh, two hundred copies here. So that, that what happened was they released that one and pulled it back off the shelves, made it world crap, world class track meet, put it back up there. There's a lot of fakes there too. There's actually a PAL version. It's still rare, about two thousand dollars. So you gotta watch out for that. A lot of fakes for stadium events. So, those are your ultra-rare and pretty rare games. So, what I found as a collector, and I'm going to get into these other games here in a minute, is that when you find somebody that doesn't really collect games, and you talk to them that you're a collector, they'll say, Hey, I got uh, Mario Brothers 3. That's probably worth some money. That was a good game. And the truth is, if it's a good game, it probably wasn't worth it. It's probably not going to be worth a lot because everybody bought it, you know. For example, the latest cost of The Legend of Zelda, Gold Cart, 15 to 20 bucks. Obviously a great game, legendary classic game. Uh, Super Mario Brothers 3, 10 to $15. Contra was actually like $50 at one time, $60. It's now down to 20 and $30. Uh, DuckTales, another phenomenal game everybody has, Capcom game, 10 to $15. Uh, see, Metroid, 10 to $15. All right, now I'm going to jump up in price a little bit. A little bit more common, but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighter. It came out in 94, so it's, you know, that's 130 to $150. Godzilla 2, 70 to 90 bucks. Uh, the Jetsons, another Taito game, I'm telling you, man, $150. DuckTales 2, Capcom, came out in 93, $100. Chippendale 2, another Capcom, came out in 93 as well, 150 to 200 So that's Chippendale 2. All right, the other Taito game that you played and I played for sure is Bubble Bobble. Mm-hmm. Uh, really fun game. That came out in, uh, I don't know when it came out, but uh, that's 20 bucks, right? Bubble Bobble. But Bubble Bobble 2 came out in 93. That's 250 to $300. I've seen some of those, not in the wild, but at, um, tra- at the vendors. They call them out in the wild when you find them at uh, garage sales or Craigslist or you know, flea markets or something, but some people go buy those up. There's a, there's a flea market in, um, Oh, that's one more I got to talk about. There's a flea market in Georgia, uh, called in, in Macon. I think it's called Smiley's and it's a huge flea market every weekend. It's so much fun to sell there. But if you put games there, I guarantee you somebody's going to walk by right when you open and buy them all up. And they're just taking them back to their, if you sell them, of course, they're going to take them back to their little, their little hut there. And uh, sell them all out for way overpriced. We've talked about this all the time that you've seen and I've seen. But I wish I knew what I know now and go there. I'm trying to get back to there. Uh, go back to Warner Robins for just a, a TDY or something to just to go there. So real quick, Bubble Bobble came out in 1988. Okay. Uh, one weird game that I've run upon was a Punch-Out. Uh, we've talked about the five-screw version, a three-screw. And I keep meaning to do a video for this and show, show you guys what I was talking about. But I'm just, I got to learn all that. But we will eventually do that kind of stuff. But Punch-Out, it was an interesting story when I was researching this. Punch-Out, there's a golden Punch-Out cart. Okay, that came out uh, in 87. It was for, uh, there's only 10,000 of them. It was a giveaway to the winners of Nintendo's U.S. Golf Tournament. 
they the winners and raffles so they did they gave that out in 97 and the and uh so it's just a punch out so they had an arcade super punch out was an arcade and uh my super macho man was the last enemy not mike tyson but the game did good i got good uh reception so that's when they got mike tyson to sign on and started releasing it in north america and uh, that game with golden punch out was actually a famicom game i can't even find it to give you uh, actual how much it's worth uh but it was last known was i don't know 500 bucks or something but if you obviously if you find that i think you, everybody would know that that would be a cool one to pick up but uh, so anyway, yeah, they got Mike Tyson, licensed him out, and then they released Mike Tyson's Punch Out as well, and back in Japan, once you had Mike Tyson for the final boss. So um, that's a quick down and dirty of valuable games. Hopefully, you guys have some of those in your boxes somewhere, or maybe even on your shelves. Maybe you still play them. That can be worth a lot of money. So, you got anything else? I was just pulling up a gold cart uh, Punch Out. Yeah. And just looking at that, and it's just it's wild because I'm looking at looking at looking at it. The only ones I can find right now are, are for sale in uh, Canada. They're selling them in Canadian dollars for uh, three hundred and forty dollars on eBay. Oh, the in gold Canadian. cart. Uh huh. Oh, well, that's going to be three hundred forty Canadian dollars. Yeah, that's that's more than uh, you know. That's probably what. 200 American, something like that. Something like that, yeah. I just thought it was interesting because I was like, here's the gold cart, and they, they got a few of them there, and it's literally just called Punch-Out, and most of them are from Japan, so. Yeah, because it was on the Famicom. Yeah, it's a weird-looking cart, too. It doesn't look like an original Nintendo cart. It has some different edges to it. It looks yeah. like, just from the picture, it looks like it's shorter. It is. It's a lot true. smaller. It is. So. It's smaller. So, it's a lot just, smaller than you. Oh, there's one for sale uh, from Japan. Uh, oh, it sold. Okay, it already sold. So yeah, that's not a lot. It's only a hundred forty-one dollars and uh, plus twelve dollars shipping. So you're talking about a hundred and fifty-three dollars. Twenty-four, twenty-seven bids. That was back in January. So you know, like I said, these games. It's like the stock market, man. They fluctuate up and down. You just never know the games that it's expensive. That's why I wasn't gonna go buy Dragon Fighter. You know, for a hundred something dollars or a hundred ninety, even ninety, ninety to a hundred dollars, and hope that it went up in value. But it's just, I mean, it's like the stock market, you never know. Yep. And so, I don't know how long this collection craze is going to last. Uh, we're, we're like, we're late into the game. I mean, like, you know, Cinemassacre and these guys that have, uh, well, there's another Mike Tyson, the gold one that was sold for 200. So, uh, there's, a, you know, these guys have been in the game for a long time and 90 or 2004 to two, or 2006. So over 10 years. And, uh, but it's okay. They're the, they're the first ones to start the whole YouTube, start the whole, uh, deal with, you know, just kind of doing something and realizing there's actually a, a, a want for it, uh, from the community. Everybody likes to share that nostalgia and their memories, um, but, you know, we're we're all adults now. You know, we're in our 30s, and so we got money now, so we kind of can buy all these things back and kind of relive that time. And I wonder what happens, you know, once we are dead and gone, are these things still going to be collectible because they don't have that nostalgia pool? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I got a, sorry, I got a, got a, got an important email real quick from from, <laughs> from a boss man. So That's funny. But, uh, yeah, talk but, about nostalgia and all. But um, no, I was just trying to make a point about the uh, about once we're gone, is the Nintendo going to have the same pull that you know? So that, that people are going to care about it because that is because the, the value doesn't have that nostalgia pull. That it I don't does think now. so. I mean, look at look at Atari. Atari yeah, is a Atari is a prime example of that. I mean, well, it, it doesn't have the pull that the Nintendo does. The Nintendo I know, has but the it. games are terrible. Some of the first Nintendo games were terrible. I mean, now granted, you got Mario, oh, that, you got some ter- terrible Nintendo games. I mean, they did grow and get better, but y- you know, you got to look at it from the aspect of y- collectors like collecting anything, and even you know, like you said, some of the older games that came out, they hardly sold anything because of the old generation, and some of them were bad games, and they they're garnering a lot of money. But you take Atari, for example, that had bad games. Some of them were good games because that's what you had back then, and it, it doesn't it doesn't carry over to to collecting like it did for Nintendo. Yeah, but Nintendo, 
revitalize the entire i mean it's been on an uphill climb since nintendo they're the starting force of video games you can't atari yeah that's atari i was out first you know not first but atari I was before nintendo you know like commodore and all this kind of stuff uh was out too but it did not it, it died so they didn't start the video game craze nintendo did so and you, anybody my son can play mario and will love it you know so mm-hmm. You know, maybe it will be. Maybe they make their own memories, and then uh, you know, when they grow up, they'll be able to pull from the buying these old things. So who knows? Uh, something just kind of a fun topic to talk about and discuss. It's going to be kind of like with with Back to the Future too. When they see the video games, they're like, "You used to play this with your hands? That's no <laughs> yeah. fun." You know, that's yeah. kind of how they're, they're going to see it. And you know, that brings up a point about the virtual reality. We got pretty good virtual reality now that you can wear, but it just I can't do it, man. I can't do it for more than, I mean, I can wear it. It's just the whole time I'm doing it, it just feels weird. I feel nauseated. You know, it's like a weird sensation. I'm not, I'm moving, but I'm not moving, you know? So I don't know if anybody's going to be able to, to beat that. Uh, that's what you got to overcome if you're going to do virtual reality. They got a lot of good, Doom is out now for virtual reality. Resident Evil 7. Of course, you got your own standalone um, virtual reality games where they got Elder Scrolls virtual reality now. I mean, so... They got the good games there, but uh, I just I just don't know, man. I don't know if it's going to work. So, it makes me sick. Yeah, I mean, like I, I like I, I can play it for about five minutes, and I'm just like I get dizzy and all that. I can't do that. I yeah, can't do, I can't do the VR yet. So, well, uh, we'll go ahead and close it down, man. I mean, that's that's a good uh, good hour there for you guys, and uh, I just want to reiterate everything. I just got a uh, Instagram as well. Uh, just started it and pretty much Twitter. I started Twitter back last year, but I didn't really use it. I just kind of got active in it now and I'm having fun with it. There's a lot of good, good people I'm getting to meet and kind of interact with there, but, uh, it's the same as PSN handle Hollywood Cole, H O L L I, uh, W O D K O L E Hollywood Cole on Twitter, Instagram, and, uh, uh, PSN. So, uh, we also got a, uh, Twitter for our H and K video game experience and an Instagram for it. What is the actual, uh, you can search, you can search both of them. If you go on Instagram and you just search, you can put in H N K and you'll find H and K game video game experience. If you go to Twitter, you can actually search just by our handle. Our handle now is H N K E X P. So if you look at that up, you'll find it. Also, if you go to Facebook, you can find it like that on Facebook. Trying to brand us to where it makes it easier for you to find. So we're working on making it easier for you to find if you don't know where to find those links at. Um, also, as well, I have mine. Um, my Twitter is pretty much pretty much reflects a lot what goes on with that. I don't tweet as much from that because I, I I'm running more of the the Twitter for H and K. So you'll see more of what I'm doing there. I'm gonna try to do more from that, and I also have an Instagram. It's all all under K L E E R F Y R E Clear Fire. So you can find me anyway like that. You can search anywhere and find me like that. So, um, but yeah, definitely check us out on our Instagram. You're gonna see some neat, uh, some different things on it. Uh, also, too, follow us on Facebook and on Twitter. And too, we do have Twitch. Uh, we're not. I haven't been streaming lately, so uh, hopefully I'll pick that back up soon. So, All and right, YouTube cool. as well. I forgot about that. Yeah, we got YouTube as well. So you can yeah. catch catch old videos that. Uh, have been done. I will preface it with uh, most of the gaming videos are not always family friendly. Uh, you will hear some uh, unpolite words, I will say. Uh, sometimes I get a little cranky playing games when I get mad at something not working the way I want to or just <laughs> random conversations. Way. So just just uh, be leery of that if you decide to go watch any of the videos on YouTube. There are some good ones there. Uh, mostly you're going to see a lot of Destiny, Destiny 2 right now. Hopefully, I'll be getting some uh, Monster Hunter World on there, and hopefully, one day we'll start doing some gameplay videos. So, all right, cool. And just uh, one final shout out for the uh, contest: like me on Twitter or Instagram, or follow me on Twitter. Instagram is not a like. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, or Instagram, and uh, send me the name of the game that I own. It's also my favorite game on the Sega Genesis and the only one that I own. I've mentioned it several times, maybe, I don't know, two or three, at least two times throughout the uh, podcast history. So 
Uh, if you have been listening, you probably already know this, so just send it to me, and yeah. I will ship it out. Hopefully, you want Monster Hunter World, you can play with us. Yeah. I know that you mentioned it at least on the, just to give them a little leg up, I know that you have mentioned it at least on the history of video gaming that we did, and then also to on our collecting podcast. I'm pretty sure it was mentioned in both of those, so come on, guys. There you go. All right. Well, until next time, uh, keep gaming. Play on, guys. Game on.